Congratulations. I'm going to start again for the recording. Officially, hello and welcome. It is day two of flow. It is day two. So whether you were here for day one or you're just joining in for day two, you are in the right place at the right time. I know there's so much going on in the world right now, and we're going to talk about that today. And, uh, I also just want to start by saying, first of all, I'm thrilled you're here. Second of all, I know that many of you have already been experiencing money miracles. So something that we found out by accident is that when we have these events, we do this twice a year, we've been doing it twice a year. When we have these free money healing and expansion events, people have unexpected money miracles because what we put our attention on grows. And so when we put our attention on our money, we tend to have miracles. I've already been hearing from a ton of you in my DMs. So folks are getting completely unexpected tax refunds to the tune of $7,000 or more. Folks are getting reimbursed from a class action lawsuit that's been going on for months and months and months and months, but all of a sudden they're getting reimbursed now. People are waking up right after the flow workshop replay to a brand new client, completely unexpected, full pay. So these money miracles are happening. And if they're happening for you, I want to hear about them. So you can just email us info at katenorthrop.com or you can send me a DM. By the way, if you've been sending me any DMs and I'm not seeing them, it is because I have a wonderful bot assistant named Bubbles the Bot, and she gets on in there. And so sometimes I miss your DM. So the best way to get a response, if you need a personal response about something, is to email our team, info at katenorthrop.com. I do my best to keep up and know that if you are getting a human response, it is me. Hello. Um, okay. I love that. I love that. So that is what we are up to. I also want to acknowledge the difficulty going on around the world, which, um, is, a, is, is on heavy on our hearts on so many of our hearts. And I'm going to address why that affects us so profoundly and what we can do about it so that we don't remain in stasis and so that we can contribute to healing and peace, which is obviously what all of us desire who are here today. So it is not frivolous for you to put attention on your own healing and expansion during this time. In fact, it is probably the best thing you can be doing. And I'm going to explain why in a moment. So you ready to dive in? You ready to dive in for day two? Um, so grateful that you're all here. I just want to say hello to Jocelyn and Sheila and uh, Angela and Rebecca and Jude and Ophelia and Manuela and Scarlett and Crystal, Wendy, Rosanna, Ken. Hello, hello, hello. You are in the right place. And if you're listening to the replay, you are also in the right place. I also want to say before I forget, there are giveaways that are happening today. We're going to be giving away a few do less, a couple of do less planners, the physical edition. 
and also an emerald green abundance robe from my friend Katie Soul of Love Lilette. It, it's so gorgeous, this piece of clothing. So um, that's happening at the end. So stay until the end today. And then I also want to encourage you to stay up to date on the replays to the degree you can, either if you can't join live, stay up to date on the replays because there will be a time sensitive announcement tomorrow. And from past experience, what I know is that we get tons and tons of emails from people after the fact, um, who missed the time sensitive announcement. And I would like that not to happen for you. I would like for you to be able to take advantage of it if it's right for you. So make sure that you are paying attention to the replays and gathering this information, if at all possible, by Thursday. Okay, great. So let's dive on in. We talked about money miracles. Keep an eye out for them. Keep an eye out for money miracles. And these might be big things like last time when I was teaching in the spring, um, somebody manifested a BMW. Amazing. And then sometimes it's things like $20 off on their alterations or, you know, uh, somebody offering to buy them a latte. So they could be big things. They can be small things. They're all, they all count because money miracles are money miracles. Any abundance that comes into our life is abundance. And what we put our attention on grows and what we affirm grows and what we put gratitude towards grows. Yesterday, we left off talking about the lie of scarcity and the lie of separation. And I promised you that today I was going to give you a lesson on the nervous system, which is ultimately the key to you unlocking the financial reality that you desire and really unlocking the reality in any area of your life that you desire. Now, I didn't understand about the nervous system until four to five years ago. And while the world is waking up to be more nervous system aware, in fact, I read a great article on CNN today um, that featured Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, talking about how to pay attention to world events without it uh, negatively impacting your mental health. And he was talking about the nervous system and, uh, he didn't get into it as in depth as I wish he would have. Uh, we're still talking about it from a mental health perspective saying like, all of this is mental health, which gives us the illusion that everything's happening up here in our brain, but actually anything we're experiencing that we might denote as mental health, we are experiencing as a whole body experience. Why? Because our nervous system is in our whole body. It is a network of nerves connected to our spinal cord and our brain, and it encompasses our entire body and our entire being. So what we kind of the mainstream denotes as a mental health crisis, whether it's anxiety, depression, addiction, is largely linked to underlying root cause in the nervous system. So you are getting this information. This is cutting edge, leading edge information. This is still not in the means mainstream. So know that you're receiving this and incorporating this before other people 
And that is good news because that means you can be a leader in this regard. So I let's go ahead and give folks uh, the handout. So team, if you can give folks the handout, that would be great. Um, and then I'm going to share my screen with you and we're going to get into it in a minute. So the handout is in the chat. If you're listening to the replay, there is nothing that's in the handout that I'm not going to say with my voice. So you are not missing every, anything you have, everything you need. The misunderstanding that we have is that either just our actions create our results or that everything is mindset and then our actions and then our results. The missing piece that I shared about that yesterday is the piece about the nervous system. That nervous system imprints are actually a huge contributor to our thoughts and beliefs and our emotions and then the actions that we take. Now, where do those nervous system imprints come from? So the nervous system is responsible for our behavior and like at least 90% of our behavior is unconscious. So what we want to do is program our nervous system to be taking unconscious or automatic action based on thriving as opposed to based on surviving. So here's how the nervous system is wired as a default and it's based on survival. So anybody here want to go from just uh, surviving to thriving, go ahead and let me know in the chat. Yeah. Okay, great. So if any of you wants to go from just surviving to thriving, then you are in the right place. So here's how it works. We're going to have a quick science lesson and then we're going to have an experience. Okay. So that's what we're going to do today. <sighs> Our nervous system has a set point based on what is familiar. And that set point or that thermostat setting gets created based on what it feels like in our childhood experience, what it felt like to be us in our childhood environment. So I'm going to say that again. Our nervous system has a thermostat setting. And that thermostat setting, that setting is based on what it felt like in our childhood environment. And our nervous system registered that as familiar and therefore what it wants to maintain. That's why I say a thermostat, right? We know that in your home, if you have your home set at 72 degrees, when it gets hotter than 72 degrees, the thermostat kicks in and it cools the house down. When it gets colder than 72 degrees, your thermostat kicks in and it heats the house up. Our nervous system works very similarly. It has a set point for how, essentially like how good you can feel. This is an oversimplification, but for the purposes of today, it's gonna, it's gonna get you the information you need. So our nervous system has a set point for how good you can feel. And that set point comes from what it felt like in your childhood environment. Okay. Now, when we have an experience that is, that creates a, an emotional experience or a sensation 
that is different than what we experienced in childhood. So let's say you uh, had an environment in your household that was chaotic. Okay. So it felt chaotic. So your nervous system set point then is um, based on what is chaotic feels normal. So the set point is for chaos. And then let's say you find yourself in an environment that's really safe and calm. It's actually going to feel uncomfortable from a nervous system perspective. So it's going to feel uncomfortable from a nervous system perspective. When you find yourself in an environment that's different, even if it's quote unquote better than your thermostat set point, according to your nervous system, it is registering that as unsafe because anything that is unfamiliar, according to the nervous system is registered as unsafe. The nervous system will always choose a familiar hell over an unfamiliar heaven until you change your thermostat setting. The nervous system will always choose a familiar hell over an unfamiliar heaven until you change your thermostat setting. When I say that, is that helping you to understand some of your behavior previously in a new way? Okay, I'm seeing a lot of yeses. Great, I'm glad this is landing. And so what do we do about that, right? Because we don't wanna just keep unconsciously choosing an unfamiliar hell and keep uh, unconsciously recreating and essentially Xeroxing the circumstances of our past. Right. If if we grew up in an environment of financial stress and pressure, financial stress and pressure is going to feel familiar and therefore your nervous system will register that as safe because it's what it knows. But we know that everything we want is outside our comfort zone. But the problem is the personal development industry has said, okay, given that everything you want and desire is outside your comfort zone, then you need to do everything you can to blow past your fears and essentially feel uncomfortable 24 hours a day. Anybody ever attend a personal development workshop or read a personal development uh, book that told you that you have to just do it and blow past all of your barriers and boundaries and just feel uncomfortable and scared, like do it scared. Right. And, and by the way, I, I do think that we need to get uncomfortable. So I'm not saying that life is supposed to feel good all the time. However, what I'm going to teach you today is going to help you understand how to expand your capacity to experience prosperity and abundance in a sustainable way so that you are not going into expansion and then collapse and then expansion and then collapse. Anybody ever attend a weekend workshop or something like a, a, an event, maybe it was their wedding, or maybe it was something really beautiful where they had this really big expansive event and then they got sick right away. Has anybody ever had that happen? Yeah. 
or they, they have some sort of collapse afterwards. Yeah. Often. Yeah. Right. Every time. Yeah. After vacation, you come home, you're just like, here's why that happens because you have expanded beyond what your nervous system deems as safe. And so there is an unconscious tendency to then get sick or do some sort of self-sabotaging behavior to bring yourself back down to the level of joy or abundance or pleasure or community or connection or whatever that your nervous system is used to. But it doesn't have to be that way. We can actually expand, then signal safety and integrate, and then expand and signal safety and integrate and then expand. And so our nervous system thermostat actually can shift over time so that we don't need to be in this yo-yo dance of expand, collapse, expand, collapse, expand, collapse. And for some of us that shows up financially. I know for me, until I was incorporating nervous system work into my financial life, this is why I teach this work. What would happen is I would expand and then my income, my expenses would go and exceed the expanded income so that I was never actually experiencing a new level of spaciousness. I was just increasing my income and then increasing my expenses just about to the same amount. So the level of spaciousness, the level of, uh, of, uh, disposable income. I don't really like that phrase because I would never dispose of my income. But anyway, that level of buffer, that level of cushion, as I call it, for those of you who uh, join me in Relax Money, you'll hear about the financial cushion and how to make it softer and cushier. Um, that financial cushion never actually got bigger because I was not actively engaged in shifting my nervous system thermostat for how much abundance I was able to have the capacity to experience. And I want to remind you, our default setting will think that this work is about how much money you make. And we will automatically, and we've just been programmed for this, so there's nothing wrong with you, but I want to call it out. We will automatically assume that people with more money have a, uh, a nervous system thermostat setting for more abundance. That is not always the case. I come from a very interesting background where half of my family did not go to college except for my mom. Uh, well, they did, but in a very, in a, in a kind of different way. Um, some of them never finished. Some of them didn't go at all, uh, but they're all self kind of self-made. And then my, on my dad's side of the family, uh, there's multiple generations of coming from money. Uh, and it's very interesting to witness the thermostat settings. And this is not to say anything. I'm not making a blanket statement about self-made entrepreneurs or people who come from money or anything, really. All I'm saying is I know people who have a lot of money, who have a nervous system thermostat for lack. And I know people who either don't have as much in their bank account uh, or, you know, are just living on a lower income who have a thermostat setting for tremendous prosperity and abundance. At the end of the day, none of us just wants money, 
right? We went into the exercise yesterday. And if you're new on day two, go back and watch the replay for day one of flow. This work does build on each on each on itself. So, you know, you don't have to watch it in order, but do go back. We talked about your true desire, your true financial desire. And then we got into what that would feel like, right? Because none of us is going to be kept warm at night by dollars. Like it's not about the currency. It's about what we think it's going to allow us to do or have or be and the feeling we desire. Now, the great sort of cosmic joke and divine shortcut is that every feeling we desire to feel is available to us right now. And nothing needs to shift in our external environment in order for us to feel that way. And the way we can feel that way is through nervous system regulation. Because when we are, when our bodies feel safe, we can expand. Safety is a prerequisite to pleasure. Safety is a prerequisite to pleasure. And so the other thing that's really important to know is that your level of nervous system regulation also acts as a tuning fork to magnetize more experiences that are a match for your expanded thermostat to expand your capacity to feel good, to feel prosperous, to feel pleasure, to feel connected. Okay, so here we go. I am going to show you now my little diagram. Um, for those of you who have the handout, you can follow along on there, but if you don't, no worries because it's right here on the screen. So this is your, how, kind of how the nervous system works. This is what I call the range of resonance or, uh, I don't call it the range of resonance that came from my teacher, Tell Darden. Um, so you can call it the range of resonance, this little diagram, you can call it the range of capacity or the range of regulation. So all of those things mean the same thing, but essentially you have a band in the middle of nervous system regulation. What nervous system regulation means is essentially you are present in this moment and fully engaged in your present life. You have a strong rest and digest signal. Your body feels safe and you have the capacity to respond, not react, but to respond to whatever life brings and to stay within your range of resonance or your range of capacity. Now, when you have something happen in your life that takes you out of your range of resonance or out of your range of capacity or regulation, you are dysregulated and dysregulation happens on the left and the, and the right. So on the left, you see hypo. So hype, a hypo response in a dysregulated nervous system is going into collapse. Um, so if you are finding yourself 
unable to take action and you're getting sick a lot, you're, you're in depression, you're like in bed with the covers over your head and you cannot take action, that would be a hypo response. And we'll all be able to identify for ourselves which end of the spectrum we have more of a tendency to fall into. Um, a freeze nervous system response would fall into hypo. And then, um, uh, there's, there's so many different signs of being dysregulated, but the, but that would be, those are some of them. And then a hyper response is that you feel anxious. You are hyper vigilant. There's too much doing. So you're suddenly working 16 hours a day and you're working from a place of hyper vigilance. This is where productivity becomes a trauma response. And this is fight and this is flight. So is anybody noticing themselves right now in our current news cycle with what's happening globally, that they are finding themselves dysregulated either on the hypo end or the hyper end or both, because we absolutely can ping pong between the two. Yeah. Okay. So I want to explain why that is, because you might be thinking like, okay, well, you know, and this is just an example. I know we have people all over the globe and I want to say right now, I am not addressing, um, the content of the global events, the history or the context. I'm just using this as an example. Um, so because so it is impacting the globe, uh, so many of us in a very profound way. So if you are somebody who is geographically not in a place where there's conflict, you might wonder why is this affecting me so profoundly? So I want to describe to you the four layers of trauma that we can experience. Um, and only one of them are things that are happening directly to us. And so I want you to have this information to navigate this intense time in our world. And then also for you to um, understand what's happening with your money. So we're doing a, we're doing a two for here. This is multi-layered. So there are four kinds of trauma. And I learned this both from Dr. Valerie rain in her book, patriarchy, stress disorder, and also Milagros Phillips. And, um, she is the race healer. So you can check out both of their work. The four layers of trauma are as follows, as follows, uh, because by the way, our nervous system set point, a thermostat is, is also impacted very powerfully by trauma and trauma. The simple definition of trauma is when something happens to you and you do not have the support community resources or capacity to fully digest that emotional, uh, experience in the moment. And so it essentially sticks because you weren't able to close that emotional stress loop, not because there's anything wrong with you just because of whatever was going on or your age or whatever. Um, and so we have big T traumas, which are the really big things that happen to us personally that really leave a mark. And we have little T traumas, which are the smaller things, but that they also impact our nervous system long-term and they impact our ability to, uh, thrive in our lives over time. It's important to note that something that would be a little T trauma for one person might 
be a big T trauma for another person. And it's really important that we not judge how impacted another human being might be from any given experience because it doesn't help. Okay. It doesn't help them process the trauma any better if we are judging them and telling them that they shouldn't be experiencing what they are experiencing. It only adds to. So the degree to which something is traumatizing depends on your capacity to digest and essentially metabolize that trauma in that moment. And we have varying capacities for varying reasons. Um, and so those are big T and little T traumas. Those are the things that happen to you directly. Now, here's what's really important to know. There are two other kinds. So those are two of them. There are two more because there are four total. The other one is collective trauma. This one is really relevant right now. Collective trauma is when something is happening that we're seeing directly or that we are seeing on the news or social media. And according to our nervous systems, it is registering as though it's happening to us. Collective trauma is when we are witnessing something happen to another human being and we are experiencing it as though it's happening to us. This is particularly intense with the visuals that gets circulated and recirculated from the news cycle. So I would really recommend, uh, well, I'm going to talk about what I would recommend in a minute, but know that we are impacted by things that are happening to other human beings because we are all unified as one human body on some level. There is no separation. We all have mirror neurons. And so when I talk to someone who's crying, my eyes well up with tears. When we watch someone who's in elation, our sweat glands go, right? We know this from um, so much interesting psychology and study about how our bodies respond physiologically to just witnessing things happening to other people. And that can be really positive, right? That can be really positive. Like when I watch Lionel Messi, you know, score a winning goal at an Inter Miami game, my body is sweating. I'm in this peak moment of expansion. I didn't score that goal. That's not happening to me. But because of our collective and our connection to our human family, it feels like physiologically that is happening to me. This is also true of the things that are awful in the world. It is also true of people. It is especially true when we identify with someone who is having that experience. Our bodies, our nervous system cannot tell the difference between something that is happening directly to us and something that is happening to somebody who we identify with. So for example, if you're seeing a woman across the world experience something that is traumatic for her, you, and you are a woman and you identify with her, and perhaps you're of the same ethnic background or the same religion, or you have some other, you are also a woman of color, you're of the same race, whatever it may be, there are layers in which that is collect from a collective trauma perspective, impacting your body and impacting your ability to feel safe in the moment. And then we have ancestral trauma. So the ancestr ancestral trauma is the things that happen to our ancestors 
that got passed to us through our DNA. So there was a study that was done and they had rats in the lab and they piped in the smell of cherry blossoms in the lab. And then they shocked the rat's paws. And they did that several times. Now rats have a pretty short uh, generational cycle. So within a relatively short period of time, they were able to have the grandchildren of those original rats. And in those, with those uh, grandchild rats, they piped in the smell of cherry blossoms without shocking their paws. And those grandchild, those grandchildren rats had a sympathetic nervous system response of fight, flight, or freeze. They freaked out. Their nervous systems responded in fear physiologically to the smell of cherry blossoms. Now, rats are not able to tell each other about the cherry blossoms, right? The grandparent rats were not passing down the stories of the trauma of the cherry blossoms. They weren't, that wasn't happening. Their DNA was passing down the fear from the stimulus. There are so many ways this is playing out in the world right now. So if you think about what happened with your ancestors, and by the way, I know this may feel heavy right now, but I think it's really important to know physiologically what is happening for us on a big T, little T trauma level, a collective trauma level, and also an ancestral trauma level. A, so we can have more compassion for our fellow humans. B, so we can give ourselves time to regulate and respond in the way that makes sense for us and see so that we can actually know what to do instead of getting frozen or continuing the trauma loop. Because what we see on the news is a trauma loop. It is a bunch of traumatized people acting out big T, little t, collective and ancestral traumas. And I know you are here because it stops with you. You wouldn't have been called to join in today if you weren't stepping in to say, this ends with me. I am here to break the cycle. I am dreaming into, I'm stepping into, I'm co-creating a more beautiful future, a more beautiful present and a more beautiful future. Because of the degree to which our behavior is impacted by our nervous system set points, the degree to which we are not actually acting consciously. We think we are, but it's actually our nervous systems determining a great deal of our behavior. So if you know how to work with your nervous system, you can then shift your behavior. And then I believe there's a whole energetic level happening where your nervous system is connected to the quantum and connected to your ability to be in a frequency that allows you to be a tuning fork to attract and magnetize more of what you desire and also to ripple out and be a force for more of what you desire in terms of peace and love and prosperity on the planet. I think that goes both ways because that is the flow. Okay, so we've talked about the four layers of trauma. And now what do we do about it? Well, there's a framework that I want to share with you. And the framework is stop 
signal safety, and then savor. So the framework is this isn't written down anywhere. So just write it down on your notes. Stop. And I'm going to walk you through how to do it in a minute. So we stop, we signal safety, and then we are able to savor our lives. Like I said, safety is a precursor for pleasure. Now, just creating a world in which all beings are safe would be amazing. It would be a massive upgrade from what we have today. But imagine also that once everyone, once you feel safe, pleasure becomes available. Ecstasy becomes available. Levels of bliss become available. And we are wired to experience total bliss and ecstasy. So why would our bodies be wired for that if we weren't meant to experience that as humans? But you got to feel safe first. And so we stop. What do I mean by stop? Well, you just stop to be like, oh, wow, I'm dysregulated right now. So, oh, isn't this interesting? I've been scrolling on my phone for the last 20 minutes and I'm noticing my heart rate has increased. My level of respiration has increased. I'm having more breaths per minute. I'm over breathing, which means I'm having um, not enough. Well, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. (laughs) That's like a whole breath thing. We could do a whole session on that. But when we are dysregulated, I'm curious, what are some of the signs that you find that you are dysregulated? Hyperventilating. Yes. Hyperventilating panic, feeling anxious. My chest is tightened, overeating, anxiety, procrastination, feeling shaky, um, feeling exhausted, just feeling not present. Right. So a lot of folks, uh, talk about, uh, resistance and how our resistance shows up to our growth and how, you know, our unconscious wants to keep us Uh, small, wants to keep us where we are, but that's just because the nervous system is wired to keep you safe. And it's been doing a wonderful job at it because you are here alive right now. So beautiful. Thank you, nervous system. Thank you, body. You've been doing such a great job. And now we're going to learn to thrive because you can wire your nervous system for that too. So we stop and we just say, oh, I'm dysregulated. Once you know the signs of being dysregulated, you're more likely to be able to interrupt it, okay? Feeling stuck, having your mind go crazy. I know I got dysregulated yesterday. I got into this, or not yesterday, the day before. I got into this space of spinning out uh, with unhelpful thoughts that were just like, uh, and and I'm I'm just sharing transparently to say like, we're all in, you know, we're all working on this all the time. And it's not about never finding yourself dysregulated. It's about having the tools to do something about it. So I found myself dysregulated by the news cycle and thinking it is so self-indulgent and such a distraction to even be paying any attention to the work that I do in a time like this. Has anybody ever felt that way where like there are world events going on and you just feel like this is, I'm such a freaking self-absorbed who's he, what's it to even be putting. Yes. Okay, great. And so I went for a walk and I did some things to signal safety. So that's step two. So I stopped. I said like, I'm being really negative right now. 
And so the, the power of positive thought people, the people about just choose a thought that would feel better. There's something to that. It's not all bad. However, the problem is when you are in a dysregulated nervous system response, you can't choose a thought that feels better and hold on to it long enough for your physiology to shift. So the problem with just saying change your mindset is that it completely is not paying attention to our ancestral context, our collective context, the historical realities, what's going on in our physiology, all of our somatics. It's just like, it's just like a very mindset is like the teeniest, tiniest layer to say, oh, your money is just a result of your mindset. Well, it's actually a lot more complex than that because we cannot just choose a thought that feels better if we're in financial stress because we're dysregulated, right? And so first we stop, but then we signal safety. So there's a lot of different ways to signal safety. And I'm going to share with you some of them today when we do our exercise. But one of them, one of my favorite ones is actually to sing. And so I, why, why singing? Well, singing tones the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve actually allows our body to regulate itself. And so I'm going to sing a song. If you know this song, please sing along. Um, and this is, you could just, you can hum along any toning noise. So you, it could be, uh, anything. It doesn't have to be on key. This has nothing to do with how good of a singer you are. I'm just going to sing a song. If you know the song, sing along. This is a song I sing to my kids at bedtime. Please tone along, even if you don't know the song, because this is going to tone all of our vagus nerves together. This is one of my favorite regulating practices. Okay. We are signaling safety, singing signals safety or toning or humming, whatever. Here we go. We shall be known by the company we keep, by the ones who circle around to tend these fires. We shall be known by the ones who sow and reap the seeds of change arrive from deep within the earth. It is time now. It is time now that we thrive. It is time we lead ourselves into the well. It is time now, and what a time to be alive. In this great turning, we shall learn to lead in love. In this great turning, we shall learn to lead in love. That is a wonderful song to regulate yourself. It's an easy one to learn. So um, I'll post it later on my Instagram story. So you can, you can grab that song in your Spotify or on your Apple music. Uh, it is about thriving. It is about circling up with people and it is about leading from love. So not only do the power and the vibration of the words actually impact your physiology and regulate your nervous system, because words do have vibration. You know, Sanskrit is an entire vibrational language and every single word actually has its own healing vibration. And also no matter what you're saying, even if it's not even a word, just 
toning your vagus nerve through humming, chanting, or song activates the parasympathetic nervous system response. And you are able to switch into rest, restore, tend, and befriend. Now, what happens when we're in a parasympathetic nervous system response is that our peripheral vision widens. We literally can see more possibilities than we could see before. We also get more cerebrospinal fluid running from our bodies into our brains. So our brain capacity increases. We get smarter. We get more creative. We get better problem-solving skills. And our left hemisphere and right hemisphere start getting more blood flow. So not only can we think more logically, we also are able to activate our creativity and our intuition. Okay. The world, especially the social media wars would have us believe that our safety lies in our hypervigilance and continuing to pay endless attention to what is happening in the world. But I can tell you, just like Einstein said, we cannot solve problems from the level of consciousness in which they were created. And our best bet for creating solutions that the world has never seen before, our best bet for exiting these trauma loops that have been going on for thousands of years is to regulate our nervous systems so that we are stepping in as conscious, whole problem solvers. What happens is when we're in a parasympathetic nervous system response, we feel safe. We feel whole. We are aware that in this moment, there's actually not a problem in our present reality. Are there lots of problems going on in the world? Yes. Are there always? Yes. Are there problems in each of our lives individually? Yes. However, in this moment, are you safe? Yeah, you are. If you weren't safe in this moment, you would not be tuned into this right now. So when you are in a regulated state, you can access the truth that you are safe, you are whole. And then from that place, you can dream up and implement and take actions based on wholeness and safety. When we act from a place of wholeness and safety, we create more wholeness and safety. When we take action from a place of trauma and fear and the lie of scarcity and the lie of separation, we create more trauma, fear, scarcity, and separation. And so your ability to regulate your nervous system is your superpower. It is literally like taking a plug and sticking it into your power source your original source, your divine source, source with a capital S. So your ability to be regulated is your ability to access your power, which is your ability to be plugged into source energy, which has nothing to do with how much money you make, it has nothing to do with how much money is in the bank. However, when you're able to access that place more often, more frequently, and stay there longer, which automatically happens when you practice nervous system healing, your capacity to stay 
in your range of resonance and your range of resonance itself grows and expands when you're able to do that, the money stuff has a tendency to get way easier. I got a message from somebody who's been engaged with this work for a little while. And she said, I was, I have now an automatic savings. I have paid off these debts. I have done all these things that I was not able to do before, but now that I've been practicing regulating myself, I was able to so easily take action on steps that were really hard for me for years, but all of a sudden they got easier. Pitching investors gets easier. Doing a sales pitch gets easier. Asking for the sale, asking for a raise, raising your rates, going into the job interview, all of these things that are directly related to our financial well-being become easier when you're regulated. Now, I don't know who is the first person to say this, but I'm going to share it with you now, which is the most regulated person in the room is the most powerful person in the room. The most regulated person in the room is the most powerful person in the room. Well, actually, people are saying the calmest person in the room is, or the most relaxed person in the room is the most powerful person in the room, which I think is also true. But I also want to say that being regulated does not necessarily mean being calm all the time. That's a much longer discussion, um, but I do want to just put that in there. Okay, so we're going to walk through an exercise now. And this exercise is called the relaxed money activation process. So identify a challenge that you're having in your life right now that relates to money in some way. So identify a challenge that you're having in your life that relates to money. Okay, great. So write it down or put it in the chat. Just bring it to mind. And then next, uh, close your eyes. Close your eyes. You won't need to uh, write something down until I tell you, and you won't need to see anything. If you can close your eyes, please do that. And answer the question and just kind of excavate within yourself. Uh, just answer this question for yourself. What feels familiar about this challenge? When have you experienced something like this before? How old were you? Where were you? What was going on? And then where do you feel it in your body? When you think about this challenge, when you feel the emotions associated with this challenge, where do you feel that in your body? So where do you feel it in your body? What feels familiar about it? And when, if ever, have you felt this way before? So bring your consciousness to that right now. We are speaking in the language of the unconscious, of the subconscious right now. So this is not logical. So the answers that come through may not be logical. Just trust them. This is not a mind exercise. This is not a conscious frontal lobe exercise. This is an, a subconscious exercise. We are letting your subconscious inform you of what you need to know right now. Next. 
Become aware of the thought that you're thinking over and over again related to this challenge. So become aware of the thought that you're thinking over and over again that's related to this challenge. For example, when it comes to money, I have to do everything. Or when I talk to my husband about spending money, he always gets upset. So what is the thought that you're finding yourself thinking over and over again related to this challenge? Somebody shared, I can't do it I'm do- or I'm doing it wrong. I'm not good enough. There's never enough. I can never get ahead. Uh-huh. I am powerless. There's never enough. Okay. So just become aware of that thought. Now we're going to signal safety in our nervous system using a regulation tool. So the one we're going to do right now is to give ourselves a hug. So wrap your arms around yourself, wrap your arms around yourself in a hug in whatever way feels comfortable, and then just rock back and forth. So close your eyes while you're hugging yourself and rock back and forth. You don't need to stay focused on your challenge or your thought. You're welcome to simply feel the sensation in your body. As you hug yourself, you put your arms around yourself and then you rock rhythmically back and forth. Hmm. Feel free to sigh. If that feels good, you can add in some vagus nerve toning. Ah. Maybe another sigh. Ah. Okay. Notice how your body feels as you do that. And feel free to keep rocking, keep hugging yourself. Now you're going to reframe your thought from step three into a new thought that's more supportive and one that's unequivocally true. So for example, if your thought from step one was making money, making the money is always up to me, is always all up to me. Your reframe could be, I'm surrounded by support, both seen and unseen. So reframe your repetitive thought about this challenge and reframe it as something supportive that you can't argue with. Okay. So Mindy's sharing, you are a powerful healer and connect with people like no one else has. So I would just rephrase that Mindy in the, in the uh, first person. So I am, remember we talked about identity yesterday and the power of, I am, I am a powerful healer and I connect with people like no one else has this gift. This is a gift and it's invaluable. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. Perfect. Everything is always taken care of. Another one that I really like is so far, everything's always worked out so far in the end, everything's always worked out. Another one that's really helpful is just, I am safe. I am safe. Uh, I am a powerful manifester. I am deserving. 
I'm capable and resourceful. I am safe. I am limitless. I am lovingly connected to the divine. Yeah. I love these. These are great. I'm a damn good writer. Yeah. In the end, I have plenty. I trust life. I am worthy of good. People love when I'm joyful. I love this. These are great. These are great. Okay. Now the next step is to act according to your, all, oh, sorry about this. I'll share screen. I didn't realize I wasn't. So the next step is to act according to your new thought from step four. So think the new thought or say it out loud and then ask yourself this question. How would the version of me that knows this thought to be a hundred percent true behave? So how would the version of me that believes this behave and see what comes to mind? Like what would the action step be from absolutely knowing that you are valuable, absolutely knowing that you are safe? What would you do? How would you act? What would the person who believes that unequivocally do? What would be the action step? And see if you can come up with a specific action step that you could check off a to-do list, that it would be very clear that you could check off the to-do list and say, like, I did this or I didn't do this. Yeah. Ty says, I would create a budget. I love it. And Ty, if you join us for Relax Money, you'll find out an even better way and a better word for that. (laughs) Um, So I would stand tall and I would smile. I would exercise. I would increase my retirement savings. I would get adequate rest. I would have that conversation. I love this. I love the specificity of this. This is so great. This is so, 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 so great. Okay. Thank you. I would ask for the sale, et cetera. And so, so we have just gone through this multi-step process, uh, know that you'll get the replay so you can listen to this again. And so you, you figured, you figured out not only a more supportive thought, but from a regulated place, you were able to allow that thought to emerge and then come up with an action step from a regulated place. And that's what's really important. We need to regulate ourselves in order to be able to access the wholeness that wants to come through. So uh, I see that we have a numbering issue on the right side, on the left side of this page here. I see that error, but um, the, the steps don't matter what they're numbered. They are, they are in order. So, okay. Now, That is what we've got for today. Now you might be wondering, okay, but what next? But what now? What's next is how do you actually bring this into your financial life so that you can stop trading hours for dollars, so that you can increase your income, so that you can increase your savings, so that you can become a conduit for more resources to flow through you and then bless your own life and then bless the world. Because flow is not about becoming a dam for money. Flow is about opening up and expanding your capacity to receive and allow money to come into your life and resources and abundance to come into your life and then expand into the lives of others as well, because we are not separate. The lie of separation says that my prosperity 
is separate than somebody else's prosperity. But when I'm operating in flow and when I'm operating according to the truth that there's more than enough to go around, then I don't need to hoard resources. I can let them come in and I can also trust when they go out. I can let them flow. And when I do that, when we all do that, we're able to keep spreading around the resources so everyone gets to have enough, including ourselves. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to walk you through the 14-pillar roadmap or blueprint of relaxed money. So the inner work and the outer work, it's essentially a checklist for, okay, if you want to have an experience of relaxed money in your life where there feels where you are experiencing the more than enoughness, then here's your checklist to go through. And I'll walk you through that tomorrow. So you don't want to miss out on that. Also at the end of tomorrow, I'm going to do a giveaway. I'm going to announce the giveaway for today as well in a minute, but the giveaway for tomorrow is a $500 Amex gift card. So one person who attends live tomorrow is going to receive a one, a $500 Amex gift card. It's just free money. Somebody else is going to get full tuition for the relaxed money program. So we're going to give that away. Also, we're also going to be announcing a time sensitive gift and also a scholarship contest. So you'll want to make sure that you get those details for today. I'm going to announce our giveaway winner. So we are giving away two physical do less planners and one green emerald abundance robe from love Lilith. So planners are for Janet Georgie. So Janet Georgie, you want a planner? You can go ahead and email us at info at katenorthrop.com and get your planner. And Natasha Fletcher. So Janet Georgie and Natasha Fletcher, you are our Do Less Planner uh, giveaway winner. So email us, we'll get you sent those. And then we have uh, the robe The gorgeous, gorgeous love Lilith robe is to Krista Edels. So Krista Edels, go ahead and email us and uh, we will get that robe off to you. I love you. Make sure, as is indicated on the handout, that you are committing to join in live tomorrow. And if you can't join in live tomorrow for whatever reason, write down in your calendar when you will listen to the replay. You're going to want to listen to the replay by Thursday at 8 p.m. because there's a time-sensitive bonus expiring then. If you're listening to this replay and it's past Thursday at 8 p.m., don't worry about it. Listen anyway. There's plenty for you as well. All right. Thank you, everyone. Takesha, do you mind putting on a song? And let's dance it out for those who can stay and dance with me for a minute. Dancing is very regulating. This is part of expanding into our wholeness.
version me. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> I will see you tomorrow. Send me a DM with your money miracles. Go ahead and screenshot, tag me. Let me know how this was for you. I will see you tomorrow. Commit now to complete this process with me tomorrow live. I will see you tomorrow. Have a beautiful night. Blessings to all. Bye.